You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 131. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, hello. How are you today? Okay. So I've got something I'm excited about sharing with you. And actually, I was a little nervous when I was going to start this podcast, which I'm not usually. So I know that it is going to be really good because that means I'm going to be open to sharing some things with you that I haven't shared with you before. And when we come from a place of vulnerability, I think we connect better with people. So that is something that I'm going to be doing with you today, right? Okay, so (laughs) I want you to think about your brain as a house. It has four walls, some windows, a couple doors, a roof, and it never changes size. It looks exactly the same day to day. There may be some upkeep involved getting, you know, for us keeping, you know, fit, staying rested, continuing education credits to keep our brain up to snuff at the office. But other than that, we don't have to do much to keep it structurally sound. And then you decide you want a bigger house. (laughs) Well, we can add on rooms to a house. Most people just move. But We cannot change our brains. We can't move out of our brains. If we want to change something, we have to decide that we're going to remodel. And it's going to be a big remodel if we want to live bigger. That's what this episode is about. Some recent breakthroughs I've made to remodel my brain to keep up with where I want to go. And I'm going to tell you exactly what's been helping me make these structural changes The remodeling is happening pretty quickly right now for me because I've trained myself. I have this foundation on how to construct my brain. I just needed some tweaks to help direct my energies in the right direction. And the way I choose to measure my results, and we can choose whatever we want to measure that, but it's by how I feel and also what results I'm creating in my business. I'm creating more clients faster. I can see that the work on myself is working because I see how it impacts my business. Before I get into my current breakthroughs, I wanna tell you a story about the very first breakthrough I remember because it lays the foundation for what we need to create a breakthrough in the first place. And what is a breakthrough? A breakthrough is a recognition of something we had absolutely zero recognition of before. We had zero self-awareness before. And when we have these breakthroughs, they help us make clearer decisions. They help us move forward faster. And they give us a sense that we do have the ability to change. 
So when I first started working as a prosecutor, I told myself that I would be there for five years. And during those five years, I would study for the Foreign Service and go through their application process. It's a rigorous application process. There's a lot of work involved. It was something that I had on my mind because I loved traveling. If you've been listening for a while, you know I traveled through the Middle East in college and Europe. And I loved the idea of you know, getting to know different cultures and getting to really immerse myself in different cultures. But at 29, about two and a half years into my five-year plan, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And during the time I took off from the office to do chemo, I had a lot of time to myself and I started doing yoga. The quiet time in itself helped me connect with something I couldn't name at the time, but now I know what it was, (laughs) and it was my emotions. Emotions other than stress and overwhelm, pressure and anxiety. I couldn't even name what those emotions were because I hadn't noticed whether I'd felt them before. I was just working, working, working. I was steeped in the adrenaline from the last few years of my job, so I didn't have the perspective of what an emotion was, I just knew I had to work harder. The alone time I had was compounded with the physical work of yoga. And any good yoga teacher will also drop a bit of knowledge in the middle of a practice. But at that time, I was just trying to survive the yoga that I could do when I wasn't weak from the chemo. So I don't know how much of that I really noticed. The first breakthrough I had was as I walked to yoga one day during this period where I was doing chemo. And it was profound to me. Here's why. I spent countless hours buying books, printing out practice exams, and looking at the stack of papers and books that I needed to read to make my dream of joining the Foreign Service a reality. And I had done a little bit of the practice exams, and I knew what I didn't know and what I needed to do. But I wallowed in guilt and shame over not taking the action that I needed to. I knew I needed to be doing more work on honing my brain for the way that I needed to if I wanted to join the foreign service, but I wasn't doing it. And I thought there was something wrong with me that I wasn't taking action. So I beat myself up. This was over a decade ago. So I didn't know what I do now about the brain and why we procrastinate. And I didn't know about the tools I teach my clients now or use on myself now. If I had those, I would have made this breakthrough sooner. So this is what happened. As I was walking to yoga, I suddenly realized that I didn't want to be a foreign service officer. I didn't want to be told where to live. I wanted to travel and get to know different cultures, but I wanted to be the one making the decision. And you can't do that in the foreign service. You do what you're told. You might be in a country you don't enjoy and you just live there and you have to and you might tick somebody off who is in power in the foreign service and you might be stuck living there for an indefinite amount of time. So as I'm on my walk, it hits me and I felt this wave of a release of emotions. I started crying. There was grief and joy and love for myself and what I decided. And by the time I got to my yoga studio, I felt clear. Breakthroughs like this 
help us take the next step in our life. They can help us leave something behind that we know isn't serving us, that we, we've thought that we wanted, but we don't actually want. They help us become clear on what we want and what we don't want and the path forward to get what we really want. And so often when I talk to clients, they don't even know what they want. They just know that there's not they're not, they don't have what they want. And so I help them get clear on that. But we do that by getting really connected to ourselves. So my goal now is to live in breakthrough, to create clarity for myself time after time. And when I do that, I make more progress in my personal growth and the growth of my business. Now we can't have breakthroughs unless we have two things. The quiet time to think and the ability to feel, the ability to feel and process our emotions. So that's what I teach my clients, how to make that time for themselves and how to process emotions. Coaching isn't the only way to access these kinds of breakthroughs, to access these emotions in our body. But it is my favorite right now because it is the most direct, especially for the way our lawyer brains think. We tend to be very analytical about things, and so I approach this kind of work from an analytical and scientific standpoint, but I also love meditation and yoga to help in this process. I know that yoga really helped me access my body, and our physiology impacts the chemicals in our body, and that influences how we feel. It can also help us access emotions we're just not used to feeling in our body, so sometimes I coach on that to help my clients get more in touch with what they're feeling in their body. We can all access emotions and I'm going to talk more about them in future podcasts because I see in my clients just how disconnected they are from their bodies when they come to me. So here are three breakthroughs I've made recently. I'm going to talk more about the emotion involved in them and how to really tap into them. And hopefully they'll give you some insight on where your work might be on your own journey. Okay. So the first breakthrough is that I wasn't appreciating all that I'd accomplished in my life and my business. I was focusing on what I didn't have. This comes from a place of lack and scarcity. So for instance, I was thinking thoughts like, I didn't have the number of clients that I wanted. I didn't have the upgrade to the house I wanted. I wasn't creating the results that I wanted in my personal life. And thinking these thoughts created a feeling of lack. And they were really sneaky. Even when I've been doing this for a while, they still showed up for me. And just to give you a heads up on this, they will always show up for you, okay? It just takes practice to notice them and then you can move further and further away from them and they don't happen as often. But it's not like you snap your fingers one day and suddenly you're just like this like enlightened human, you know, <laughs> like suddenly you're the Buddha. I just want you to know that this is the work, okay? It is the work to retrain your brain. And doing this takes practice, noticing how we feel. We notice our thoughts better when we're connected to our feelings. And when we feel scarcity and lack, then we can recognize that we're having thoughts that aren't serving us for our goals. Feelings are like a compass. They guide us in a direction. If our brain thinks we want more scarcity because that's where we're stuck on our compass, those are the thoughts that we're thinking, that's the feeling we're generating in our body, it's going to keep taking us in that direction and give us more scarcity. 
But if we train the compass to go in a different direction, right, thinking about it as something that we have power over, our brain is going to be able to begin to get with the program and take us in that direction. My breakthrough here was guiding my compass to what the opposite feeling of scarcity is for me, and it was more nuanced than I'd ever become before in naming my feelings and feeling them in my body. I was really proud of myself because it was the ability to parse out the nuance of feelings in my body so that I could generate them myself more often. When we know kind of like that key code (laughs) to our feelings, then we're able to access it more easily. And I'm going to tell you why that's important in a second. So it wasn't gratitude alone that was the opposite of scarcity. A lot of people will say, well, the opposite of scarcity is gratitude. And that might be for you. We all feel things differently in our body. And although gratitude is amazing to feel and easier to access than what I'm going to tell you about next, if you are brand new to getting into your body and feeling feelings other than pressure and overwhelm, guilt and shame, I recommend taking a few minutes every day to feel gratitude in your bones, like really let it flow in your body. Don't just think, oh, I've got plenty of time. I've got plenty of this. I have plenty of that. It's really having gratitude and thankfulness throughout your body. And what I'm going to tell you next is next level stuff. So I don't want you to feel like if you're not there yet, whatever that means, that there's anything wrong with you. This has taken me a lot of work and practice at just being able to feel my feelings. Okay, (laughs) Like this was, you know, I was one of those people who was always in overwhelm and pressure and stress and not even knowing it, not even feeling it because I didn't know the difference. So my breakthrough was understanding what accomplishment felt like in my body. This sounds so simple, but it was really profound for me. And when I broke down what accomplishment felt like for me in my body, it was a combination of gratitude and joy. Gratitude for how far I'd come and what I'd created and what I knew I was capable of and joy because I was celebrating the successes that I had. So the reason it was important for me to understand what accomplishment felt like and break it down into distinct feelings and like that combination, like that recipe for accomplishment is because I had never truly felt accomplishment in my bones. I really never had. Like I had done all kinds of things and I could tick them off in my brain. Like I'd done all kinds of traveling and, you know, obviously law school and getting the dream job and, you know, having the relationships and all of these things. But I had never really allowed myself to feel accomplished. Like I could think about it logically, but I never really felt it. I allowed myself when I recognized it to feel accomplishment course through my body and I allowed it to bring tears to my eyes. That's how deeply I felt it. And this is important because we have to feel accomplished ahead of time to achieve what we want. We have to know it is possible in our bones. We're taught that we need to see it before we believe it, but we need to feel it before we can believe it for our goals. Now, I contrast this with accomplishing things like law school 
you know, finishing law school or getting a degree or, you know, because those are paint by numbers. Those are seriously paint by numbers. We know we can finish law school because a million people before us have done it. We have a plan. We go there three years, four years if night school, and we take a bar exam and then we get a job and we work. Okay. But what I'm talking about is when we don't have a compass, when nobody is telling us what to do, How do we create our own compass? How do we create for ourselves what we were not taught to do? Because we can paint by numbers every day of the week. We can be told exactly what to do and follow directions, but that's only going to get us so far. If you're building a business and if you're listening to this, you're building a practice, maybe you want to build your own legal practice. We've got to go outside of what we've been taught. There's no paint by numbers for this. All right, so you've got to build your own compass. And this was me building that compass. So this might sound super hokey to you if you're new to this kind of work, but it is life-changing when you allow it in. And when I talk about visualization and goal setting, part of that visualizing is how you're going to feel when your goal is already done and knowing what you believe when you're, knowing what you believe your goal will make you feel. Our goals don't make us feel anything. It's always how we think about our goals. Our thoughts create a chemical reaction in our body that then feels like emotions to us. So it's important that we get to know them. When we have the emotion we want ahead of time, we're training our brains to choose the right steps toward that goal for us. It's the compass. It's showing us which way to go. But we've got to practice feeling the emotion we want so we can train our compass in that direction. Okay, so another breakthrough I had recently is finally changing a habit of thinking about my business. Uh, It's so fun to do this because honestly, you know, when you're doing this work a lot, you you can easily trick yourself into thinking like, oh yeah, I know that. Oh yeah, I know that. That's, yeah, I totally get that. Especially if you are, you know, in this coaching world, which most people aren't, but you're listening to this. So I know you're into self-improvement. It's easy for us to say like, oh yeah, I totally know that. So I want you to really listen in here because even if you think you know something, you are going to hear something in a different way and maybe it will click with you in a different way. We are a collection of our habits. Our brain learns how to do something and it wasn't, um, and it and it's and it <laughs> how was I gonna say that? So our, our brains learn how to do something and it just wants to keep doing it that way because it's super easy for it. It doesn't matter if the habit is unhelpful for long-term goals or if the habit is ultimately unhealthy. I mean, think of smokers who have such a difficult time dropping that habit. Logic has nothing to do with our habits. One of my habits was to ask myself what I needed to do to grow my business. Not helpful. But that's what most lawyers think. That's what we're trained to think about doing. Like the more we do, then the faster we'll create whatever it is we want to create. What else can I do? I need to do something. But when we think these thoughts, that creates a feeling of pressure and hurry. Here's a pro tip for you. If you ever feel like you're in a hurry, slow down. (laughs) Ask yourself why you're in a hurry. Because anytime you feel rushed, you're coming from a place of lack and scarcity. We don't do our best work from that place. So finally, I had this breakthrough that is super obvious when, you know, you're a coach and you think about this, but even coaches need a reminder. 
Whenever you are thinking about what you need to do to create the result that you want, stop and think about what you need to think to create the result that you want. Let me say that again. Whenever you are thinking about what you need to do physically in the world to create the result that you want, stop everything and think about what you need to be thinking to create the result that you want. This is why I have a coach. Coaches show us the habits of our brain that are unhelpful and they help me recalibrate my compass. It turns out I hadn't broken the habit, no matter how much I knew about this, of thinking about what I needed to do and instead I kept returning to thinking of, uh, uh, to that thought instead of thinking about my thoughts. All right, so our results are created by our thoughts. Yes, we must take action, but if we're having thoughts that are creating scarcity or pressure or overwhelm, we are not coming at the problem in a helpful way. We're not creating the ideal solution. Start noticing when you're coming from a place where you're looking at a problem of of what you need to do to solve that problem and instead looking at it from the perspective of what would I need to think to create the result that I want. So let me give you a concrete example here. So I was reading a post from a lawyer who coaches attorneys who want to go solo and she said that lawyers don't want to pay her for her advice and they just want to talk and pick her brain. She was asking the group how to get them to pay instead of just picking her brain and I asked her why would you think that lawyers don't want to pay you if you want to attract lawyers that want to pay you? Why would you think that? It's influencing her actions when she thinks that because when we think a thought like that, we are not making it clear that we are a business in our actions. We're not making it clear that this is what we do, this is how I help people, I am available for a strategy session, a consult, whatever you want to call it. So I asked her what thoughts she would need to think about lawyers if she wants to coach lawyers instead of just allow them to pick her brain. My thoughts are, I work with lawyers who want to pay me because they know that's how they're going to get results faster. They already know from interacting with me on Instagram and hearing my podcast that I can help them. When they sign up for a strategy session, they want to work with me. What do you think about your clients and why they come to you? What thoughts are you having when you attract exactly the clients that you want in your practice? This is where the compass comes in really handy. When you already know exactly what you want, you can create a compass with your thoughts to get what you want. So what do you think about your clients and why they come to you? And what thoughts are you having when you attract exactly the clients that you want in your practice? All right, the last breakthrough I want to talk about today is one that I love reminding myself of. It's that I'm exactly where I want to be right now. I've designed my life to be as it is. I am consistently growing and changing my life to serve my needs. I love myself and all my imperfections because they make me me. I take care of myself and I'm always taken care of. I trust myself and I teach others to trust themselves. Now, if this is more than you're ready to believe for yourself, I want to give you a a starting point for you. A good first step to be on your way to this 
is recognizing that everything is as it needs to be. Everything is as it should be. Nothing is out of place. Everything is as it's supposed to be. Another way to think about this is, is that everything that needed to get done today is done. If it's not done, obviously it didn't need to be done, right? Or it would have been done today. (laughs) Everything is exactly as it's supposed to be. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. These are all ways of thinking just to get your brain open to this idea that you already are the person that you want to become. So when you're ready to do this work, the kind of life-changing work that's going to help you accomplish your goals with more ease, I am here to help you. You can learn how to work with me by scheduling a strategy session with me. And if you've been thinking about scheduling a strategy session for a while, ask yourself why you haven't yet. Are you telling yourself not now, that you don't have enough time, maybe later? What are the things that you're telling yourself that are guiding your compass in the wrong direction? Because one thing I know is that I wish I had started this work sooner. Like if there was anything that I could have done differently, this is the path that I would would have wanted to get on sooner. When I see people, lawyers, especially in their early 20s who are doing this kind of work, I am just like so gratified. It's like so amazing. Can you imagine how much further along they're going to be because they were open to this kind of work that they were able to see the potential in themselves. I think that's so amazing to be able to build that kind of trust in yourself at an early age and then be able to continue to build on that. Like imagine how powerful you can be when you really trust yourself. Okay, so My thought on this is, is we've got to start before we're ready or we will never take action. There's always going to be something that stands in our way, but are you willing to overcome all of the excuses? All right, so you can get started doing this work by scheduling a strategy session with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.